Welcome to Land a Job You Love podcast. I'm your host and career coach, Kajal Bansal. If you're someone who's looking for that sense of fulfillment in their career, you've come to the right place because in this podcast, I'll be speaking with inspirational industry leaders who have followed their true interests and instincts to land work they love and give you advice on how you can do the same. Thanks so much for joining me. The reason I started, there's kind of two big things I wanted to get with this podcast, like the missions statements, I guess, of this podcast. And the first one is like, um, I really wanted to speak to women who have found career fulfillment because in my work, I see a lot of people who haven't. And I wanted to kind of create something that would be like a roadmap to how to find that career fulfillment from people who had to find their journey to it. Um, And the other thing is kind of with that, I wanted to speak to women who have jobs that are maybe not like as traditional. So I had like a virtual assistant on and I had like Bird Papaya's talent manager on to learn about like what it's like to manage influencer talent, like newer age jobs. And so um, that's kind of what led me to you guys. I think you're like a perfect mix of both of those things. And I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, So just as an introduction, can you each share uh, who you are and what you do? So, hey, I'm Tara. Um, I work in partnerships at a tech company and this is my first podcast. Very excited to be here. So excited to have you. And eBay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm eBay. I also work in partnerships at a tech company. Um, Tara and I work together, so that's no secret, but we'll get into that. Super excited to be here. Okay, so we'll get into this, but the other thing that was just coming to mind in terms of memories was, so we worked remotely. It was a company that was 100% remote. And I, and you both lived in Toronto and I was living in Winnipeg at the time. And then I was in Toronto and my sister lives here. Um, and we met for dinner. It was like the three of us and then our manager. And I remember when we were leaving that night, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, maybe I have, but you, I remember like kind of, I was waiting for an Uber and I watched the two of you walk away from the restaurant home, hand in hand, like arm or like not hand in hand, but arm in arm. (laughs) You weren't holding hands, but you were looking arm. And I remember walking, watching you guys just like walk away like that. And then when you both left talent acquisition to go into partnerships at the exact same time, the visual, like when we had that goodbye party for you guys, I just pictured that visual of you guys like walking arm in arm into your next adventure. And it's really special. Like the, the, experience that you've had together, which we'll get into. There's been so much alignment for both of you. And you didn't, it's crazy that you didn't know each other before you actually met at work because it it feels like you've known each other your whole lives because you are such, you've become such good friends. Super special. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you before we get into like your actual role, being in your mid twenties, how much are you thinking about your career from like a long-term perspective? Um, is this something that you're thinking about? Like, are you really strategizing like where you're headed? Um, yeah, I guess because when I was 25, I wasn't doing that at all. I'm curious to know kind of what it's like for you guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say that it's something that I think about a lot. Um, and I, I would say I'm like a really goal-oriented person and that's probably why I think about it a lot. I'm just kind of like, okay, I envision myself in like five years from now to be kind of like, in this type of role at this type of level. But at the same time, I think, you know, you shouldn't be so like boxed in on like what your goal is. And if you're not meeting that through like the different roles that you've had, that's totally okay. Like I think part of your 20s is really like 
experimenting like what you like and you don't like about different roles. Like I've switched like a bunch of different industries at this point and a bunch of different jobs. Like I think when I first started, I like working in the corporate world, I wanted to be an accountant and like, then I moved into recruiting and then I moved into partnerships. So like it, it took me a while, I think, to figure out what that goal was in terms of like my long-term career. I had to kind of figure out like what I didn't like and what I did like about a job before I could kind of build out that vision. And now that like I found partnerships and it's something that I'm really, really passionate about and I like, I think it makes it easier for me to think about what that long-term goal looks like. That makes sense. Yeah. Tara, what about you? I, yeah, I, I guess I kind of toy back and forth. Like I've never been someone who I'm like, this is what I want to be. And like, even when I went into school, like I went to school for childhood and, um, childhood and sociology. And so like completely different than what I'm doing now. And I've always just kind of followed like what I found at that moment was was good. Um, but I remember like I had a friend and she was like, yeah, I'm going to be an accountant. I'm going to, I'm going to do my undergrad and then, um, do my CPA and become an accountant. And I was like, that's so cool to have like an actual, like full plan of what she was going to do. But I've just never found myself to be like able to, I don't know if it's like, I don't really think that long-term or what it is, but like in recruiting, like the things that I loved was like working on that project work. And that's what kind of led me to partnerships. And like, even now, like you, you, I I find myself like having conversations with different people to understand what that next step is for me. So I think it's, yeah, like thinking about long-term, but like, do I completely know where I want to be in five years? Like not exactly, but like, I feel like I'm making the right steps to like one day look back and be like, Hey, like everything led me to that. Um, but like, if someone was to be like, what do you want to be in five years? I'd be like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I think it's great that you both found partnerships. Cause like Eva was saying, it's like, once you find that thing that does feel right, it's, it becomes easier to start to visualize like a direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to sometimes, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say like, if you asked me five years ago, like what my, where I want to be in five years, my goal is probably like, oh, I just want to figure out like an avenue of my career that I'm really interested in and that I can like grow in, you know? Whereas like, I think as I get older, like now I'm like, okay, I've had enough time to experiment. I've had enough time to try out different things and now I have this like different five-year goal where it's kind of like, I found my niche. How do I like excel further in like this part of my career? I think it's also like, Kajal, you were saying that like at 25, you wouldn't be thinking about your career, but like, I think social media plays a big role in where we're at. And like, I feel like I'm constantly good or bad, like comparing myself to other people. And like, I see so many people who are like so much further in their career. And I have so many conversations with myself of like, oh my God, do I need to be here? And like, I don't know. So it, so it's like good and bad, but I could imagine that like when you were 25, you didn't really have that, um, to compare yourself to. So you're just kind of like going through life. Um, so I feel like that is kind of a difference. Tara, that's such a good observation. Like it's so true. I think that's a huge difference. Like obviously I'm a, I'm a millennial and you guys are Gen Z. And I think that's like a huge difference between us is that you don't know a world without social media, which is so crazy because I feel like obviously there's good and bad things, but like there is that comparison anxiety and like there has, there's obviously a lot of like drawbacks to it, but I at least, I didn't get 
Facebook until I was 18. You know, like I had a life without social media until I was 18. Whereas for you guys, it's like ingrained in your life experience. And so that's such an interesting point of like how you might be so much more aware of where you are in compare, like in comparison to other people, whether it's good or bad or right or wrong than I would have been at 25. Yeah. Like also LinkedIn, like if we talk about like untraditional types of like social media, I think like more and more it's becoming like a social platform where like when you see somebody your age or somebody younger than you get promoted and they're like now a director or something, you're like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing wrong? Or I'm not working hard enough or I'm not like being given like, you know, the right opportunities to get myself there. I don't know. You just start to kind of beat yourself down on those kinds of things. Whereas definitely in the past, like that would not have been a point of comparison. And then like you go to social media on Instagram and you see the type of lifestyle that they're living and you're like, oh, I wish I had all those things. But, you know, they always say, what what's that saying? Like comparison is like the thief of joy and stuff. So like, I don't know. I think everybody is on their own path and you're not just going to like go on one path and then decide that that's your end all be all. Like you have a lot of option to explore and like a bunch of different like opportunities in different areas. That's so true. First of all, sometimes I feel like LinkedIn for, is worse in terms of making you feel bad oh, than yeah. Instagram can be. Um, and then it's so true what you're saying where you can see someone like get promoted and move up and then you follow them on Instagram and you see their lifestyle and it makes you feel like, oh God, I'm like so behind. I, I yeah. find LinkedIn, it's like completely a black hole. There's like people getting laid off or it's like people getting promoted and you're like, wait, he just got promoted two months ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so true. Well, on that, um, people talk a lot about Gen Z, like in the workplace. And I was curious from two people who are part of that generation, what do you think is one unique challenge that your generation has faced coming into the working world? And what do you think is one thing that your generation brings to the working world? That's a, that's a good question. Um, okay. I, I always say it's kind of similar to the lines of like what we had just talked about, but I think like a really big challenge for Gen Z's is that we are so used to like instant gratification. So like we want to get rewarded really quickly. We want to like get the next promotion as soon as we can. And again, it has to do with that whole like comparing yourself to others and wanting to excel and do better. Right. Um, and so I find that like in the workplace, like we're always just like unfulfilled because we're always like trying to reach the next step as quickly as possible. But in the grand scheme of things, like that takes time and it takes time to build a career. It takes time to build skills and get to that next like level. And I think like, I don't like Tara and I have had these conversations before and we're like, are we doing enough? Like, is like, are we moving fast enough? Like, are we being held back? But at the same time, like the experience that you foster by spending time in like a specific role or at a specific level is really important. And I think that Gen Z's are really hard on themselves because of the fact that like, we're so used to having like instant gratification for everything. And like, we don't think that we're progressing well enough in our careers a lot of the times, which, which I find like, if you step back is not to be the case, but that's just something that we're kind of like used to, I guess. I honestly, I think that's a really good point. Like I find so many times I have conversations with people who are older who are like, oh my God, like where you are is so amazing. This opportunity you have. And I'm like, but wait, like I've been currently now in the same role for a bit. So like, I'm like, I'm not progressing, but it's like, 
because you you have this idea of you you need to be promoted you need to be doing these things so like I think that's that's a good one I feel like for me what came to mind was like and I don't know if this is more of like a Gen Z thing or just like a pandemic thing, but like, I feel like I've become hyper independent and like everything that I do is very much like until I can't, until I can like absolutely not do it, then I'll reach out for help. And I just wonder how that's going to work in a situation of like becoming a manager. And like, I've talked to a few friends who have become managers and they're like, I have such a hard time delegating and like giving things to people. And like, I just know that I can do it myself. And I don't know if it's like more of a Gen Z thing or just like, we're so used to like, it's so much harder to be like message someone on Slack and be like, Hey, like, can you help me with this? And like, wait for a response. Then like it would be in, in an office setting. Yeah, I guess that's true because you're now remote too, which is a new thing as well. But I think that I'm so happy that you guys are here talking about this because that's you're like literally blowing my mind right now because there is a lot of talk with older generations of like how Gen Z, you know, it's like this rhetoric around being maybe not lazy, but like really wanting to progress as fast as possible, not putting in their time, like all these things. I don't think anyone's ever stopped to think where that comes from. And it's not just that they're like entitled. It's actually that they feel so much pressure to progress because they're feeling this like external pressure with like with social media and everything, like just like there's so many external influences that are causing that. And it's nothing to do with entitlement and everything to do with like challenge, like self challenge, you know, like things that you're going through on your own. Um, So like just to have that perspective, I think could change a lot of people's minds around what that eagerness to progress comes from. Yeah. And I, I, even like my parents, I always talk to them about my career and they're always like, oh, like, you know, we spent 30 years getting to the place that we're in now, you know, like just because you've spent like two or three years and you don't feel like you're progressing fast enough, like, like that, that doesn't mean anything. Like you have like a 40 year career ahead of you, like just kind of slow down, like kind of learn what you can from where you are right now and obviously do the best work that you can. But like, if you're so fixated on like getting that next role, you're going to kind of like, I don't know, forget about the quality of the work that you're producing in your current role. Or like, maybe you'll try to cut corners because you're just trying to make it as easy for yourself to get to the next thing. So yeah, I I think it's a good like reminder for a lot of people our age that like a career takes a long time to build. And, you know, just because you're not there yet, like we're so, we're so young. We still have so much time to work. (laughs) Unfortunately, so much time to work. <laughs> I think about retirement, but <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, what do you think is one thing that your generation has brought to the working world? It's a good question. I I think like I think work life balance or like just setting boundaries on work life balance is something that myself and like people like kind of in my cohort have pushed on like like I think before there was a very traditional mindset that it was like you just get the job done I don't care how long it takes you I don't care how many hours but I have a lot of friends who are really good at setting those boundaries and being like after 6 p.m after 5 p.m I'm like shutting off like unless it's completely crucial that I finish this like I'm gonna put my foot down turn off my laptop and enjoy things outside of life like I think it 
we help bring that perspective to a lot of like employers. And, and I get that, like, that's probably where that whole rhetoric comes from that like Gen Z's are lazy, but I think that it's ultimately a skill of like prioritization. Like if, if the company isn't going to sink because I'm not answering this one Slack message, then like, that's totally okay. I'm going to answer it in the morning, you know? So I think, I think like that's one thing I find that like Gen Z's are kind of bringing and like trying to, yeah, debunk that like whole myth that we're lazy. It's more so just like we care about our personal lives outside of just like our professional lives. Yeah. Tara, what about you? Yeah, no, I was going to say work-life balance, but also just like even I think, um, I don't know if this is just a Gen Z thing, but like the hybrid approach of working of like in office and not like I think when I look at people who work at companies where it's like, you have to be in the office five days a week, like that mentality is just like, you think I'm going to work harder because I'm in the office. Like sometimes I honestly find like I get more work done when I'm at home and when I'm like completely focused on my screen. Um, So I find, yeah, that was definitely something that like, don't know if that was COVID or more Gen Z, but like, we don't need this. Like, I feel like it was almost, it's almost like a sense of control that companies have when they're like, you need to be in the office five days a week. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, like I, as much as people have their thoughts on, on Gen Z, you, your generation's actually saving us, all of us from like burnout. And, you know, it, it, I think having an entire generation, like really start to set a culture where you are setting boundaries um, it influences the rest of the people around you in a really positive way. And, and really all it does is like, it keeps you, it's like, it becomes sustainable. It keeps you like able to work longer and not reach like a point of burnout or having to quit because it's too much or all those things. So like it's, it is really valuable. And I actually think that within our working time, I really think that we will see like a shift to a four-day work week. I think we're headed in that direction. And I think that would just be so good for everybody. No, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you both started, well, when we worked together, you were recruiters, you started in talent acquisition, and now you work in partnerships. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that means? I see this role come up a lot more now, and I have people who've like asked me about it. Um, I think it's kind of like, maybe the basics of it have been around for a long time, but, but I do think this is like a newer type of role. So super curious to know what like the day-to-day looks like and what the overall kind of like roles and responsibilities are in this. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always like describe partnerships as like, uh, like I went to business school, so they were always talking about how like companies would come together and they'd bring synergies together. And like, there has to be somebody who's driving that direction of like the strategy. Like we want to, you know, partner with a different company because they have resources that we can tap into that is more valuable for us to kind of like partner with instead of us building these like capabilities on our own. So like, it's really kind of like the like strategic like direction behind like how you can take your company and work with, you know, partners outside of what you're doing, maybe your space, your industry, and come together to build something greater for the mission of your company. So yeah, I I would say like, generally, it's really about kind of like bringing synergies together from different companies and being the person who's leading that 
thought. Um, and yeah, like I think for us specifically, our type of partnerships is a little more niche. We're in like this area called product partnerships. And so a lot of it is more so like, how do we take our technology and integrate it with the technology of a, another company? It's not just like high level strategy, but it's, it's definitely like, okay, like they have APIs that we want to kind of plug into, or we have APIs they want to plug into and leverage. Um, how do we get that done? We need to negotiate like contracts in order to get that done. Um, and yeah, like work towards kind of like a common goal. There's a lot of also like mediation that goes on internally. Like we're meeting with legal, we're meeting with product, we're meeting with, we're like helping unblock things when there's like escalations or anything. We're bringing in leadership. Like there's a lot of like making sure that our team is um, like aligned on everything. Um, so I, I've always found like my role um, to be very interesting because it's so different day to day. Like you're never really working on the same things or you're working on different parts. And there's still so much I find that like in day to day, I'm like, oh my God, this is completely new to me instead of like doing the same thing over and over. Um, so I find it is like very exciting even when like the partner comes to us and they're like, hey, we have this new exciting thing that we want to tell you about. Like we're in that like intro call and like seeing how we can incorporate that product. So I find like you're working in tech as well. It's like these new products that they're coming up with that like you kind of feel like you're at that, you're always at that head of that curve and you're always in those initial conversations, which like I find to be super interesting. That is so cool. I And it's so interesting to hear that tech perspective because I guess the only thing that I really know about partnerships is a little bit more, it's just like a user of social media. And it seems on social media, like if brands or influencers partner, it's a lot more about like the goal would be to share audiences. So it's interesting to hear from a tech perspective that it could also be about like sharing technologies. You were just in San Francisco. Can you share a little bit about like what a work trip for you in partnerships would look like? Yeah. So around this time of year, we do um, planning for the next year. Um, so we were able to get together and it's workshopping sessions. So it's, you, it's usually on like, how can we um, increase our partnership and how can we essentially like 5X or 10X, like the partnership that we have. Um, so it was four different workshopping sessions and it brought together like a whole bunch of different product teams um, to kind of talk about like, this is our vision for next year. How can you essentially plug in? Um, and how can we like move forward together? Um, so we talk, we go over like previous products that we've launched in the previous year um, and see kind of how they can implement um, their their products and, and we can partner forward. So it is kind of cool. Um, it's very, um, it's, it's very much just like an ideation session. And then we kind of take everything from there and we see, okay, like what actually makes sense to do moving forward. Um, but I always find you walk out of those calls being, or you walk out of the, that meeting being like very inspired um, and yeah, no, a very cool thing to be a part of. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just cool to hear kind of like what the day-to-day -day could look like of that role. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's it's true what you're saying that like then when you add the tech perspective, it's also really cool to be like on the front lines of anything new that's rolling out. Yeah. So I think like when when we first came into this role, I had no idea about just like 
I obviously we were working for the company. So like we understand that perspective, but like understanding like what, like how to, um, like even just like consumer behavior and things and like that sort of knowledge. And that was so interesting to me. And now, like you said, like all you really know is social media. Now when I'm on social media, I'm like, oh my God, this is actually because of this product or this is, this is what the company is actually trying to get. Um, so I feel like I have so much more knowledge on like how they are trying to consume us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it is, it is kind of cool to see, like, I'm, half the time the products that we're working on, I'm like, I am the, the like main customer that they want. <laughs> That's, that is so cool. And it's funny that you say that. Like I, I sometimes I, I, now I notice like retargeting ads. So like if I look into something and then I start to get the ads and then, you know, and then, or like you um, put something in your, your shopping cart and then you don't buy it. And then you get an email saying you get 10% off. You know, it's like, it's so interesting to start to learn it from the other side. So one thing that's really special about the two of you is that you actually have become like really, really good friends as a result of this like work relationship that was created. And it's really special. So I've known you for um, about two years. And in that two years, I've seen the two of you uh, like traveled together, like really big trips. You spent a month in Portugal together. You both went from recruitment to partnerships at the same time. Your careers are really progressing, you know, on a really similar trajectory. Um, you happen to, though you work at a company that was hundred percent remote, you happen to live really close to each other. So you're able to see each other in real life. And it's been really interesting for me to witness this like very very like best friend level friendship develop from someone who you met at work. Um, and I wanted to ask you, how do you feel like a work friendship impacts the overall work experience? I honestly always tell Tara, I'm like, you are my lifeline. Like I can't imagine a day where we don't work together. Um, like I think like, first of all, like as people, we just have a lot in common. And I think like if we hadn't met through work, we would still be like amazing friends and we'd get along just as well as we do. But I think like having, you know, people that you can trust at work, like if, if you just need to kind of like vent about something, sometimes like you just have a bad day or something doesn't go your way. Like, having somebody that you can trust at work to kind of share those frustrations with is like great because you just kind of get it off your chest and then you wake up the next day and you, you feel great about it because you were able to tell somebody like sometimes people just kind of need that, like, uh, like outlet to, to vent without any like judgment or whatever. And I, and I think that like for Tara and I, like, because we work together, we really understand like the context and like what we actually go through. Like it's different from like telling my mom or like my sister that I had a really bad day at work because they don't really understand. And like, I think having somebody at work that, you know, it has been in the same experience, has lived the same like type of like frustrations is, is really great. Um, but obviously like, that's not the only thing that we rely on each other for. I think in general, it's just really nice to have somebody go through what you are going through every single day and somebody to learn with as well. I think also like the one thing I've always valued about eBay is she's like my cheerleader. Like even when we were in Portugal and we were, that was around the time when we were both applying for this partnerships role, we had a conversation where we're like, Hey, if you get it, like, 
I will be so excited for you. And like, even if I don't get it, like we're good. (laughs) And I think like having that, having that friendship and like having that support is so important. Like I couldn't imagine being in a position where like the person felt jealous or like there was like envy, envy. And like, so I think that is so important as well. But like, honestly, I don't think I would even be where I am today without eBay by my side. Like, I think like she's opened my eyes up to so many things. Like even when we were in recruiting and like exploring other options, like we would sit down and be like, Hey, I had calls with these people and this is what this job's about. And she would be like, Oh, I had calls about this. And like, just being able to do like almost like market research together and like go through that um, has been like amazing for, for us. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and like, yeah, Tara like always encourages me to like, you know, explore things that like, if I'm interested in like one thing or I want to go deeper on like a certain topic, like I think that like, it's just great to have somebody to kind of encourage you and push you to like, like do something that you're maybe like a little hesitant about, you know? So yeah, I, I can't imagine, like, I know that this isn't going to last forever. Like, obviously we're not going to work at the same company. I mean, we could for like the <laughs> rest of our lives say, together. If we leave, we have to bring the other one with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We always say that. And we're all, yeah. Like I know that, you know, at some point maybe we're not going to be able to work together day to day, but I think that we have such a strong relationship and like, um, we're always going to be like our biggest, each other's like biggest advocates and like career and life and, and everything. I think something so. that's also nice is like when we moved over to partnerships, um, our managers at the time, we had two different managers. Um, and they pretty, they, they told us from the beginning, like they had also moved over to partnerships at the same time. And they were like, we were always treated the same, like whatever happened to one happened to the other. And they were pretty much like, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen to you. And you guys are complete different, like you guys are individuals and not kind of grouped together. And I think that is so important as well. Like for someone who is a manager, if you have two people coming over at the same time, don't kind of group them together because they are completely different people and they may come over from the same world or they may be, have the same role, but like having that individuality of like your career is like so important as well. Yeah. We, um, we talk about this a lot in this podcast, this idea of like saying your name, being like, you know, making sure that your friends are people who would say your name in a room full of opportunities. And I really feel like you both have that before each other, but for everybody else that, that you know too, um, you're just like those people who are really good to know. And, uh, you know, I've really observed like people are very attracted to the two of you because of the way that you operate in a, in a friendship. Um, it's like very, there's like no gatekeeping. There's just like any opportunity that you feel like could be good for somebody, you'll pass it along their way. If there's a connection you can make, you'll do it. Like, I think it's a really special thing that we all have each other and have found each other um, and can continue to like support each other as we progress in our careers. Yeah. I think it helps like break down the idea that like your coworker can only just be your coworker. Like that's not necessarily true. Like at the end of the day, everybody that you work with is like a human and, you know, they also want to connect as much as like you want to, you know, especially because we work in a remote environment, like, like don't be afraid to kind of like try to break that barrier or like get deeper outside of like work with someone just because like, you know, like, you feel like you shouldn't because they're just labeled as your coworker. I think like, like Tara and I have just 
people are probably easier to come onto the team and like break that down because they already have an example of us like being like more best friends than coworkers. Um, On that, what if somebody's listening and they are having a hard time making those connections at at work, um, do you have any advice on how somebody could start to put themselves out there in a way where they potentially could make a friend at work or or have like a, a work friendship? Yeah. Um, I would say like if you work hybrid or you work in the office or you have the opportunity to see your team once in a while, like put yourself in situations where you are meeting new people. It's like you you might not click right away with like this new handful of people that you meet. Like an example of this is, um, you know, we have town halls at our office. It's kind of like everybody gets together and just listens to the updates on like the company and some words from like leadership every single month. And in the office, you can actually like get together with like everyone who's in the office that day and watch it together. And like, I'm usually really comfortable just like being at home, like watching it on my own, but it's actually nice to kind of like put yourself in the situation where you do have the opportunity to meet people as uncomfortable as it is, or like you might not even think about it because you're like, oh, I can just watch it from home or whatever. But yeah, putting yourself in those opportunities, like I think the people around you will also feel the same way as you where they want to make connections and they want to meet new people as well. So everybody is like super friendly and like you can just start chatting with somebody that you don't know. And like, you never know where that like relationship will develop. If it's somebody that you instantly get along with, then like, I think it's a really good start to building like a very similar relationship. I also think like the first time Evie and I met was so awkward. Like, you know, even just like asking like, Hey, should we go grab a drink? Like, you know, you're kind of like, there is that opportunity that you could be shut down. Um, (laughs) but now look at us, but I think, yeah, like having, having coffee chats with people and having conversations, like even people who are outside your org, like, I think it goes back to what eBay was saying. Like, at the end of the day, everyone's just humans and like, we want that interaction. So like, it's so like to reach out and to kind of be the first one to like put yourself out there is like so important. Um, I know it can be hard. And like, I, I find in, I've talked to a few friends where like they work in maybe an older company where like majority of people are older. So it's harder. Um, but I think, yeah, like having conversations with people is, is just gonna, either make you realize that like you don't want to speak to them again or you want to meet them. (laughs) Do you guys remember the first time you met in real life? Yeah, we, (laughs) we went to, um, (laughs) we went to Anejo. Um, we met drinks, we went for drinks with, uh, uh, one of our other coworkers at the time. But I remember like being like, I feel like I'm going on a first date (laughs) and eBay is like five foot. And the other girl was like, is like five, nine. So I was like, this is so strange. Like even just seeing people in, like, I just never thought that first of all, that eBay was so short and that Ange was so tall. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I I remember that. I think it helped, you know, it was like happy hour and we were like excited, excited to meet. She was like probably one of the first people that I met in person outside of like, like remote culture and like, we probably would have met at like a team gathering at some point, but this was like super intentional. It was like, I want to, I like get along with you. 
um, as far as I know, and I want to like take time out of my like own personal day to like meet you, you know, like, I don't know. Some people are hesitant to like take time out of their like personal lives to like nurture relationships like at work. But I, I think that like, if, if you're, you know, vying to like find connections at work, it's a good way to do it. Like you kind of have to sacrifice some of your personal time. Like, yeah, I could have gone to like happy hour with like my friends that I went to school with, but like, you know, like I, I really vibe with Tara and I just wanted to kind of like, like, I don't know, see that through, you know? Yeah. And, and look where it took you guys. You're like, you know, it's like so nice to see that it ended up being this super fruitful relationship. I feel like you guys will be friends for life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing I want to ask you is for anybody who is listening, who maybe hasn't found that sense of career fulfillment yet, what advice would you have um, for them to maybe take a first step in the right direction? I think the biggest thing for me when I was trying to figure out just life in general was like have conversations, talk to people who are close to you or reach out to anyone. Um, I know I use LinkedIn a lot and just would like scroll through different people and be like, hey, would you be willing to have a, a chat with me? I mean, I graduated into the pandemic. So there was like, I was super scared on like where, what I would be doing for a career. So I had a bunch of different conversations and that's how I ultimately found recruiting. Um, but I think, yeah, having conversations, also being like reflective on yourself and like understanding what you, what you do like. I think now like looking at partnerships, like one thing I've always loved is like, um, being around people and like working with different groups of people. And I've always known that like, I can't be doing the same thing every single day. So now I'm in a role that like pulls me in many different directions. And if I didn't sit down and actually understand like what it is that I do like, then like I may be in a completely different path. Yeah. I would say like, don't be afraid to like pivot. If you think you're like too far into like some I don't know, career, like you definitely have the opportunity to like explore outside of what you're doing. And I think a lot of people are scared to take that risk, which is totally understandable because you are on this path where you kind of see your future already. But if it's not fulfilling, like the idea of just kind of like starting from scratch is also terrifying. So, you know, it's easy to get complacent and just continue down like the road of just like a career that's only satisfying you like 50%, but never be afraid to kind of like try to pivot or try to find like adjacent roles that kind of play on your skills, but give you some like other perspective of like what other jobs could be like. And, you know, if you aren't happy where you are, like that's a really good start to maybe like exploring things outside of like, you know, your, your current experience. So just kind of like making that jump. And like, again, I don't think anybody is ever too like far into their career to make that change, especially if you're really unhappy and unsatisfied in what you're currently doing. Like it's totally worth it. Um, so yeah, I think also when, uh, when we were making the change over to partnerships, it was like a lower role. And I remember talking to someone and they were like, you know, it may be one step backwards, but you could slingshot yourself forward. And like, you wouldn't know that until you take that chance. And like, I now do feel like I've learned so much 
since I've been in partnerships and like I have almost like slingshot myself forward, but it wouldn't have been that opportunity if I didn't take that step back. <laughs> that, yeah, actually I was thinking that is like when at the time that you guys moved, you were really close to, you were like on track to be promoted where you were um, and you both made that call and and I don't know if I'll keep this or I'll cut it, but like a lot of the team that we had ended up getting let go and you guys are doing really well where you are. So sometimes it's like making those and, and, and not that we would have like foreseen that, but really following your own yeah. instincts of like, if there's an area I think I could be happier and it does mean For taking sure. a step back, maybe it could be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything happens for a reason. And like, I'm a strong believer of that. I know that it's so cheesy, <laughs> but I don't know. Like sometimes I, I like life and career is just about experiences. Like you need to kind of see something through in order for that to set you up for like the next like right thing. So yeah, I think like we got really lucky with like the timing of it all. But I think like first and foremost, we just had that like instinct that, you know, recruiting wasn't like our end all be all. And we wanted to explore something outside of that. I wanted to ask if there is somebody who is interested in learning more about partnerships. Um, Can they reach out to you? Where can they find you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know we just kind of like said LinkedIn is (laughs) can be very like toxic sometimes, but I also do think it's a great platform to reach out to people and connect with people. So um, people can definitely reach out to me. Um, I'm sure my name will be somewhere. posted somewhere. So yeah, happy for people to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, always open for like a coffee chat. Yeah. No, me as well. Reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram, whatever is easier. Um, but yeah, happy to have a coffee chat with anyone. Awesome. Thanks so much guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. No problem. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Land a Job You Love podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you're interested in learning more about career coaching services with me, you can visit the link in my bio on Instagram at Spark Career Co. I hope you have a great day.